This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. One eighty degrees on I am youth. Luane on one eighty degrees. Shauna on one eighty degrees. One eighty degrees with Zoe George. One eighty degrees on Radio K Pulpit, seven to nine AM. Now, welcome back to another episode of 180 Degrees. Good evening, good evening, everybody. We do love a good chilly Monday, although, to be honest, I'm a little bit over the rain, but we will never stop being grateful for the water, right? You know yeah. what? I have never been over the rain a day in my... I, I love the rain. I love winter. I was born in the African winter time, mm. so it's... It's a great time for me. I love rain. I love the rain, but I must say, when I came in and I saw Luane in a short sleeve, I was like, you are in spring. I want to be you. I hear that. <laughs> Although, can we just take a quick moment to talk about the earthquake? Oh, my goodness. Just like the way it came suddenly, we have to address that. What yes. was that? I thought we couldn't have earthquakes here. Every We've had a few. <gasps> really? In our history. So apparently the last one, no, we had a few, but the worst one we've ever had was in 1969. Tomorrow is its anniversary, actually, the 29th of September. Oh, my oh, goodness. What? So maybe it's like a September thing. It must like, be. Hi, guys. No, but I have FOMO. <laughs> I have FOMO. I felt nothing. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I wish I was you because I was so afraid <laughs> feeling that. I, I thought something was going to happen to our house. Like, it was shaking. And I've never experienced that before. I was talking to a friend who has actually experienced that and I was like, he was just like you know whatever <laughs> they have <laughs> it happens and I was like no it does not happen not here in South Africa every geography teacher I've ever had has told me mm -hmm. with pride that South Africa doesn't get earthquakes yeah, it's like no not, it's not possible exactly it's not po we are not on the tectonic place <laughs> so we can't have earthquakes and it rhymes so you remember that but it's not true it's not <laughs> fact Ugh, I'm so upset thinking about it <laughs> I can't. you know what maybe we should cool down just a little bit with a yeah, just a bit of a song just you know mm. relax sit back something that's not going to shake us so no planet shakers tonight <laughs> please oh i wish we had they have been very shakers. effective <laughs> you guys did your job well thank you please sit down for a moment while we catch our bearings and catch our breath Yes, guys. Now sit back, relax, and listen to We Bleed the Same by Mandisa featuring Toby Mac and Kirk Franklin. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. Now welcome back to the What's Down in Cape Town portion of the show. If you are unfamiliar with what happens in this section of the show, we give you a few things that you might want to do. I'm actually very excited for this week's What's Down in Cape Town. I actually have been very excited for the past few weeks, What's Down in Cape Town. It's made me want to get my license even more so I can drive out to these places. But this one, ooh, the first one. So you can go and meet a pig who has ooh. the ability to paint. 
at a farm <gasps> sanctuary in South Africa. Now, Farm Sanctuary SA has taken it upon itself to rescue animals from the brutality of like factory farms and place them in safe sanctuaries that resemble the utopian farm settings we read about in children's novels. Happy inhabitants include Pigasso, the world's only painting pig. Ooh, That's the ooh. best thing I've, seen I've some ever of his, heard. I've seen some of his work and honestly, better than anything <laughs> I ever did. Chef's kiss. It's, it's, it's immaculate. Talent <laughs> is... Animals are amazing. And they also have a male cow named Baloo, rescued from an informal settlement in Route 62. The farm is only open on Sundays and Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. However, if you want to see Mr. Pig Casso, <laughs> you can only come on Sundays at 12 p.m. So if you'd like to see a painting pig, and I think you do, <laughs> I know I do, you have to go from 12 p.m. on Sundays. You can find this place on Durkee Ice Street in Franschuk. They follow COVID prevention techniques as regulated by the government. So you know the drill. You can't go without a mask. You will have your temperature checked on entry. You have to sanitize. And social distancing will be encouraged. Yeah. Next, you can view the spring flowers in the West Coast National Park. As mentioned before, they follow the same government-regulated COVID prevention regulations. You know, masks, sanitizer, social distancing. Pretty much everyone does that, and they should because it's regulated by the government. The park is open from Monday to Sunday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Now, I would like to tell you how much it costs, but entry is a little bit complicated. You might want to visit. Yeah, it's like it depends on whether there are a variety of things that you have to take into consideration when getting in. If you're a foreign national, I think you pay a little bit more. So if you want to go, please remember to bring identification because I think that's how they decide. So and then also I think it's becoming a little bit either cheaper or more expensive going into the new months because I guess spring. I'm assuming. So it breaks if there's a bit of a breakdown that I would recommend you visit the site because if I just spoke to you guys about it, we would get lost. <laughs> <laughs> you can visit this park. It is in between Yaisa Fontaine and Langaban on the R27 en route to Taz Bank. You can lastly enjoy a traditional farm breakfast on Fairview Wine and Cheese in St. Achter Paul Road in Palm. They are open from Wednesdays to Sundays from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Surrounded by rolling vineyard covered hills, this working cheese and wine farm offers a number of attractions, including a fresh produce deli for take home goods, a bakery and of course the goat shed restaurant. Build up an appetite with the kids at the residence goat tower or take a stroll in the gardens before tucking into the farm to table breakfast or lunch in the charming country style restaurant. Aside from a delicious selection of a la carte menu, diners are also optional here and you can, you know, dine from them. And that's all we have for this week's What's Down in Cape Town. It's all very fun, especially Pigcaso. If I do say so myself, I am not over this. I found out about him. I think I, I feel like I've known about his yeah. work. Yeah. Because when you talent like that, word gets around. I just found him on Instagram. So Ooh. if you want to go check out his Instagram handle, it's at Picasso Hog Hero. Hog Hero. I'm tagging him in my stories if you guys want to go check out because this pig is amazing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you guys. Goats. Woo. We love animals here on 180 Degrees. <laughs> so let's just head on down to the groovy movie section of the show. Zoe on 180 Degrees. Hey. <laughs> 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 
time to watch the movies. Now, welcome to the groovy movie section of the show. Now, if you are unfamiliar with what happens in this section of the show, we are going to play a song from a movie or a clip from a TV show that most likely aired or screened when you were just a little bit younger. Now, this week's groovy movie is very old. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> it is a classic. I don't even know when it came out, but the, the main actor of this sh- ooh, it came out in the 70s. Almost around the same time as my mom was born. I feel like she's probably seen this movie. Now, this is a movie about... It's an inspirational movie. It has a very iconic montage scene that, like, is referenced in almost every cinema I've ever seen. Oh, my word, yes. Yes. And the song that they used during this montage, I think it it became so popular. It's almost as if it's as big as the movie, which is very big. And also, uh, this is a very big movie series. Like, I'd say it's bigger than the movie. That's so true. I haven't yeah. seen the movie. But Same. I know no, the, the song. song. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so true. Actually, I take that back. This song is bigger than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you don't know the movie that this song comes from, that is okay. But you will know this song. Trust me. So if you guys have any idea what this week's groovy movie is, please WhatsApp 081 I repeat 081-729-1657 and I I beg you guys. In fact, I don't even have to beg you to listen because I'm sure that you know exactly what it is. I'll listen up. more for you to enjoy and explore on TBN in Africa. We bring you up-to-date and uplifting Christian programming and entertainment, and we will continue to do so in our quest to bring you credible and authentic programming designed for you and your family. At TBN in Africa, you can explore a wealth of content right from your home and enjoy access to many resources to help you shape your Christian journey. Join your TBN family on DSTV channel 343 and experience authentic Christian television like never before. To find out more, go to tbninafrica.org. TBN in Africa, for you, for life. Zoe on 180 Degrees. And we just listened to Hope is Alive by New Hope Oahu. 
But before before then, we just had a, another song that was a part of our groovy movie for this week. And I mean, iconic. It really Ooh. is. And you know what? You guys sent in answers and you guys sent in the correct answers. And I'm so happy for you guys because honestly, like, <laughs> if you guys had let me down on this one, I don't even know what I would I don't know what I would have done, but I'm glad that our listeners know good cinema. It's really, that's something we can brag on. Mm-hmm. But yes, this week's groovy movie was Eye of the Tiger by a band called Survivor Woo-hoo! from the movie Rocky. Woo-hoo! This first one, I believe, because there are like five different versions of this. Nobody knows. Literally. Cinephiles will know. Not me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. So, who are we talking to tonight? So, as if we weren't spilling it all over our Instagrams. Yes. So, this week, I am so excited to invite back Nicole Merkin from Fight Back Essay. Hello. Hello, Miss Hi, Nicole. everybody. Thank you so much for having me again. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on. Like, ugh, it's what you do and what Fight Back Essay does. If you guys have listened before and you've heard our interview, first of all, if you haven't, you can check our podcast to find it. <laughs> But if you haven't, Fight Back SA is a, an organization, a nonprofit one, I believe, and they help women who are vulnerable to gender-based violence by teaching them like techniques to defend themselves, as well as providing them with like things like pepper spray to defend themselves from attackers. It's just, it's such a beautiful initiative to help women, especially in this country where gender-based violence is such a big issue. And not only that, but they're helping to create awareness around this. We'll call it an epidemic because honestly, yes. I think, um, I think Nicole, on your Instagram earlier this week, you were saying that we are like the capital of gender-based violence mm-hmm. in the world. So here we are. Do you maybe want to tell us a little bit more about Fight Back SA? For all those who didn't hear our previous interview with you, what is it? What are you about? How did you get started? Right, of course. So Fight Back SA is indeed a non-profit organization. We are registered with the Department of Social Development. And essentially what we do is we believe in providing women and children with the skills that they need to change the outcome of a violent situation. So let's not rely on the police. Let's not rely on government. Let's not rely on, you know, like high walls and electric fencing. Let's put the skill to change the outcome of a violent situation in the hands of our women and children. And we're doing this entirely free of charge. So essentially, we go into some of the most dangerous communities in South Africa, and we teach women and children how to defend themselves entirely free of charge. We also run a free pepper spray distribution program with our partners, Kuros. They are based in the USA, and they ship us pepper sprays for all the women that are living in these high-risk areas. And essentially, we're hoping that by doing this work, we're going to start slowly but surely lowering our gender-based violence statistics. Because what we've done is we've provided people with the skills they need so that an attack doesn't become a rape, so that an attack doesn't become a murder, so that an attack doesn't become an abduction or a kidnapping. So that's essentially what we do in a nutshell. We also offer free legal advice to any woman or child that is undergoing any kind of domestic abuse, harassment, or revenge porn, uh, we have a team of lawyers on standby that are willing to help those people out with their cases. That is insane. Like, I, I remember speaking to you before, um, and, like, the organization was really finding its feet and getting going, but listening to you talk now, like, yes, like it, you guys have grown. You've got a team of lawyers. What a sentence to say. We're so happy <laughs> for you guys. And, I mean... Why not? Like, this is the type of thing that needs our support. We need to talk yeah. about this, and we need to help you guys do the thing. Absolutely. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad that you're, 
you're providing us with this platform so that more people can find out about what we're doing and, and ultimately get involved. So, Nicole, I would like to ask you, so Fightback Essay is currently drafting up a petition to send to the UN to ask them to intervene in the gender-based pandemic that is running rampant here in South Africa. So I would like to ask, how did the idea for the letter come to be and why specifically a letter? So the letter was almost a knee-jerk reaction to, um, I'm sure you will have uh, remembered the story that broke about three weeks ago when a woman in KwaZulu-Natal was opening a case of domestic abuse in a police station. Mm-hmm. And while she was opening a case of domestic abuse, her husband walked into the police station, opened fire, and killed her. Yeah. And I just thought this is, this is where it reaches far beyond situation critical. Mm-hmm. We thought a year ago when um, a young woman was, was killed in a post office that, that we had reached a bad point then. But after this happened, in, you know, with a woman opening a case of domestic abuse in a police station, to be gunned down by your abuser inside a police station, I just thought this is absolutely absurd. We have reached a point where our government, not even in the most basic of, of, of forms, is able to assist in, in protecting uh, the, the, the human rights of our women and children. And I thought that's it. We need to call for international intervention. It cannot be that a woman a woman is killed by her husband inside a police station. It absolutely cannot be. So I thought, listen, we need to either we're going to get the United Nations to get involved, or if any, you know, if if if, if at the very least, what we're able to do is really force our government's hand by almost embarrassing them on an mm. international level. Yeah. So yeah. so that's kind of our our thinking at the moment is we're either going to get the international intervention or we are going to strong arm our government into taking this issue seriously. Mm. And I can imagine like with something like that, drastic measures need to be taken because when you, when you are like nice about it or peaceful mm. about it, then nothing happens. So Nicole, just another question from my side is besides the UN, which other organizations will you be contacting? So we're, we're not just approaching the UN, we're also going to be approaching the Global Peace Foundation, the AWID, which is a, a, a women's rights organization, and we're going to be approaching the Human Rights Watch. And I know that maybe a lot of people are asking, but why specifically these international organizations? And the reason we've done that is because we're going to leverage the Universal Declaration of Human Rights to state that our government is, is not catering for the universal human rights of our women, and we basically extracted Article 3, Article 5, and Article 28 from the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, and especially, especially Article 28, which states, everyone is entitled to a social and international order in which the rights and freedoms set forth in this declaration can be fully realized. And that kind of says that, you know, the international, other international bodies and other countries have a responsibility to ensure that the human rights of people across the world are protected. So essentially, we need to have an international order that ensures that people's human rights are protected in different countries, even though each country has their own sovereignty. So we're going to try and leverage that to try and get the action that we so desperately need to protect our women and children back home. I find myself growing a little bit uncomfortable during this conversation because I'm like, oh, my word, is it really this bad? Like, what the, what's going on? 
And I'm thinking, like, yes, like it. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure there are a lot of people who feel the same way I do. Like, oh my word, is it, should you know? Should we be making a fuss? Like, is it is it necessary to go speak to all these people? Like, of course it is. <laughs> Have you read a newspaper? Have you spoken to any of your female mm. friends, colleagues, family members at all? Um, and uh, um, Inga, I must really just echo what you're saying. We're at this extraordinary space where extraordinary measures need to be taken. And I'm so grateful that someone is now taking this platform saying, right, we're starting this. Mm. This is what's happening. Sign on because this is what we're going to do. So who exactly is being called to participate in this letter? Like, is it only organizations? Is it churches? Is it individuals? Like, how, how can we as normal people get involved with this? So uh, what we're trying to do at the moment is we're trying to get um, political bodies, so embassies, um, religious organizations as well, um, so churches, uh, synagogues. Um, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are or what your background is. Um, we want everyone to get involved. The reason we've specifically called for organizations to back us is because organizations tend to have um, a wealth of knowledge um, and, and have been doing this work for several years. So they're able to contribute to the drafting of the letter by providing uh, their insights based on the years of work within their industries. And, you know, and, and you know what, what Fight Back SA might be able to add to the letter is not necessarily what the Rape Crisis Center is able to add mm-hmm. to the letter, what Felisa Bafazi Betu in Lavender Hill would add to the letter. So we've uh, we've got a draft ready, which is going out to all of the... We've got about 25 organizations backing us at the moment. Mm. It's going out to all of them on Wednesday this week. And we'll be getting all of their inputs and insights. And then we will be opening it up to the public. We'll put a, a draft out in the public domain. And we're going to invite everyone and their aunt and their dog and their pet fish <laughs> to contribute to writing this letter. And then we're going to send it off and and pray that it that it does what it needs to do. I would like to ask, what are the specific demands of the letter? So the letter, like I mentioned earlier, the letter is basically leveraging the the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. But what it's also doing is it's stating what the facts are in South Africa. Mm. So we're we're looking at the past year in review over the past 365 days starting from a point of extreme action where 20,000 people gathered at Parliament through to now, a year later, where the situation has become critically worse. Um, We're also calling for the fact that our education system needs to be changed and it needs Mm. to include positive masculinity classes and consent classes for the boy-child in primary school and the young man in high school. So there are quite a few things that are going into this letter. It's not just about saying, listen, the situation is bad, someone needs to do something. Mm-hmm. We're putting forth proactive solutions and things that we know are going to make a difference in this letter and asking that we receive the help that we need to make it a reality. You know what, I really like that, especially the classes about like teaching the kids consent because I have I've been I'm a law student so I have I did a module last semester about African law and I found out I didn't realize this and I spoke to my dad about this because obviously he grew up in a very more I want to say Africanized setting than I did he grew up in like a village in Nigeria and he said that growing up they didn't even realize certain things about consent with women like first of all women 
you can't not give your husband consent. Saying yes at the wedding, at the marriage, when you get married. It's, it's just basically consent forever. Blanket consent. <laughs> and that's what they think. Mm. So he's thought about it. We were having a conversation one day, as you know, we tend to have, especially now with the gender-based violence being on the rise. And he was talking about how growing up, it is most likely that so many women were either physically abused or straight up sexually abused slash raped. And no one thought anything of it, even the women, because they thought to themselves, oh, this is just how it is. This mm. is just the way life is. And imagine how the woman would feel not having her, her feelings validated because this is just the way life is. And everyone makes it seem like you are outrageous mm. for saying that this, is, this needs to stop and that your feelings are valid. Yeah, I need to jump into this for a quick second because we actually forgot to say hashtag trigger warning. Um, this this is a bit of an intense conversation, so I do apologize to anyone who we have um, hurt during this conversation up till this point. Please, you know, put the radio down for a little bit while we continue this. I mean, rape is such a hard word, you know, like it strikes such a core with me because yes, like it. And I mean, e- even on our television screens, like people are like, hey, have you watched the show yet? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, someone gets raped in the first episode. I didn't watch but and they're like, oh, they didn't yeah. even notice. I'm like, what? What? Mm. <laughs> 13 reasons why. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> like, how, how is this still a thing? So I think how our gender-based violence has been so normalized and mm. it's just it's just part of our day-to-day. Now, especially in a country like South Africa, because it's such an epidemic, we get used to it. It's like, you know, the coronavirus. We're we're kind of getting used to it now. People are getting lax with all sorts of things. I see so the many new kids, norms. The yeah. new, they call it the new normal. Like it's this real relaxed normal. Like no one's wearing their masks. And then you see someone getting hit or you hear someone getting shouted mm. at. You hear your neighbors kerfuffling. And you're like, you know what? It's none of my business. Mm. I'm just too polite. I think I've spoken about this before. Nicole, you might actually know about this too. There's a movement on Instagram. Uh, all sorts of stuff around it. The hashtag don't shush me, which, which yeah, from what I can gather, it's, it's this thing about um, tone policing. So if you don't know what tone policing is, um, to our listeners out there, it's it's basically when you tell someone you can't raise your voice, don't don't get angry, don't get mean. <laughs> like you got if you don't say you gotta say it in a nice, polite way, especially women. Mm. When you come complain about something, it's it's I mean, the, the woman in the police station, she came to fill out a form because that's what you gotta do, you gotta come and explain things, you know, take the action. But yeah. It it's it baffles me. <laughs> Unfortunately. So, Nicole, for, for the very few people who may not understand how the lack of action from the government infringes on the rights of women in South Africa, can you please explain the correlation? Of course. So, one of the best examples that I like to use to, to really illustrate how, you know, how it affects women when government falls short is the rape kit crisis. So, um, even towards the beginning of this year, there are about 70% of South African police stations that did not have any rape kits in stock. What? Now, for those who don't know, for those who don't know what a rape kit is, essentially, if a, if a woman comes to a police station to open a case um, of rape, uh, you know, um, they need a specific kit that they use to take evidence from the woman who has come in to report that crime. Now, that evidence is then used to prosecute um, the perpetrator and put him behind bars. Now, that, 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 evidence and that DNA that is taken using using the rape kit from the victims of rape is absolutely quintessential to put rapists behind bars. Mm. Now, if, if over 75% of South African police stations don't have a single rape kit in stock, how on earth are we going to bring down our rape stat of 113 rapes per day? Because those 113 women who are raped, and those are only the reported figures, mm. 
if 75% of those women were not able to provide evidence because the government did not ensure that the rape kits were stocked across all police stations, then 75% of those rapists will continue to walk free in South Africa. So that gives you an exact example of how when the government doesn't act in the best interest of citizens, how it falls short and how it impacts women. Now, um, an even scarier fact is about 60% of South African police stations don't have pediatric rape kits. So mm-hmm. that's rape kits for children that are raped. So, you know, if government is not playing ball with us, if government is not doing what they are mandated to do, then South African women's rights are the, are the, the first ones to go out the window. And, and that's how South African women end up suffering so severely. I'm so... Yellow. <laughs> I, I, I feel... Perhaps, perhaps this would worry something other people. I feel quite helpless, and I feel quite like it, this. This is such a big thing, one hundred and thirteen rapes a day. Like it's such a, like what can we do? You can sign this. Yeah. <laughs> you, we can we can show our government. Like, listen, we have noticed that you haven't noticed. <laughs> I noticed you not noticing me, and I would very much like to be noticed. Please, exactly, so, exactly. Nicole, is there maybe something that you'd like to add? I always like to end off by saying that even though the line of work that we're working in and the things that we're doing are, you know, they're very difficult to talk about. They're very traumatic in nature and quite negative. But I need to tell everyone that's listening to this that when we run these workshops and when we teach women to defend themselves, they're women that are screaming with laughter. They are smiling. They are they are literally bursting with joy because they've been empowered in a way that they never knew they could be empowered. Mm. And even though this is such a horrible, horrible thing to talk about, we are making the women of this country stronger, more resilient, more powerful, more confident, and far more empowered than they've ever been before. So if you're afraid of feeling overwhelmed by what is happening, don't be, because there are so many people like Fight Back and Say, they, they, you know, there are plenty of organizations out there that are fighting the good fight and that are, you know, doing our absolute best to turn this tide. And, and that is something to be proud of and to smile about and to, to hold in our thoughts very dearly because that is what's going to do the change. Not just talking about all the bad things that are happening, but really celebrating the fact that we are able to fight against it and empower people whilst we do so. I feel like that that's absolutely absolutely the core of the gospel too. Like we can't just talk about how horrible life is. You at some point we're gonna be like, but there is hope. Mm. We are empowered. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Nicole, I wanna thank you so much for coming on here, being vulnerable and sharing your passion with us. Like yes, I, I yeah. I've got a fire in my bones at the moment for this. So please, listeners, go check this out. Go check out Fightback SA on Instagram, go check out their website, go sign the petition, spread the word, tell your churches, tell your schools. We got to do something, and this is uh, this is something that we can tangibly do. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you so much for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> we will speak to you again. I'm so sure. <laughs> Have a lovely evening. <laughs> Bye. Always, always, always. Thank you, guys. Goodbye for now. Bye. I feel like perhaps we need to take a little bit of a breather or like, I don't know maybe we should hold a moment there for a minute and say listen if you guys have experienced something like this mm. if you're sitting there 
shaking a little bit like I am <laughs> and thinking, but you know, this is a massive problem. I know someone who has been sexually assaulted. I am someone who has been sexually assaulted. There are avenues that you can go down. And I know it's terrifying to think that someone was actually shot inside a police station where she was trying to do something about this. And you're like, what am I supposed to do? I don't have answers for you at this point, but I can tell you there are people sitting in the studio and around this country who are, who are doing the work. Mm-hmm. and doing the things that we need to be doing. So, yeah, I think maybe we should take a quick break, go off to a song, and see what happens then. Please enjoy Tonight by All Sons and Daughters. Mystery Bible Quiz Welcome back, everybody. It is time. It is that time of the evening for our mystery Bible quiz. So, the question today stands. So, I was going to say this answer. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Direct translation. Um, Okay. So, the question for today is, after Jesus was arrested, which apostle disowned him three times? Not just once. Three times. The audacity. Yeah. If once wasn't good enough, <laughs> after Jesus was arrested, which apostle disowned him three times? Send us your answer to 081-729-1657. That's 081-729-1657. Hmm. So you guys better get on sending or at least scrolling in your Bibles. Well, not scrolling. Does, oh, okay. I was say, like, how does one scroll your Bible? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Bible on your tablet. For a while, my Ugh, dad. Millennials. My, my dad, like, <laughs> exclusively read on his tablet for yeah. the longest time. But that was only because he couldn't see the small print. <laughs> his Bible. Instead of buying a Bible with a bigger print, he'd just read on his iPad and adjust. To, like, zoom. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, the font. Yeah. You guys can't see, but I'm showing you a Big font. I'll take. I'll take a picture of it. It's like this big, guys. The font. How, how big was it? This big, so massive. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's it then. Uh, you know uh, what? Let's not shame people who read the Bible on their phones because you know Bibles can be a bit clunky as well. And sometimes true. I don't want to take my handbag. I just want to take my phone. That's yeah. very true. It's practical. That's what it really is. So, if you guys know what the answer is, please send it to us. We'd love to know. Yes. Now let's just go straight into the happy health tip 180 degrees on i am youth movement follow us on facebook today i am radio health tips how to be happy in your health it's not just about being healthy it's about being happy should be quite interesting chocolates are the true source of happiness ah yes every week I like to talk about chocolates, especially mm-hmm. that one time I eat them every week. <laughs> so this week we are still upon ye old plague stuff. And you know what happens when you wear your mask like a diligent, responsible part of society? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get mask knee. Mask knee? Yes, mask-ny. as if, you know, the discomfort and the weirdness of not being able to wear your lipstick out in public. Mm. You also get mask knee sometimes. Now, it's a less glamorous side of saving lives, but you know... This is what we do. So if you don't know what mask means, if you're one of those blessed people who just, you know, have perfect skin all the time, (laughs) 
let me explain to you. The definition is acne or break breakouts from wearing a mask. It's also called acne mechanica. How fun is that? So it's caused by friction, which leads to irritation, damaging your skin barrier, heat, which increases inflammatory response like sebum production, um, moisture, trapped sweat in the high level of humidity causes irritation and probably dysbiosis and trapped dirt causes clogged pores and probably dysbiosis. Now, if you're like, hey, Lee, those are big words, <laughs> you should go check out Fun Skincare on Instagram. They give you scientific skincare based stuff and I find it fascinating. Some of the words are really big and I'm on Google all the time. But I learn things. So how does it show? Along with the skin that comes in contact with a mask is a bridge on the nose, along your chin strap, two sides of the cheek. I usually just get it on my chin. Hmm. Unfortunately, yes. And all over the area under your mask. So what are you going to do? Put a moisturizer, especially focusing along the area of contact, strengthening your skin barrier. Avoid abrasive fabric. So please, for goodness sake, cotton masks. None of these synthetics. As if wearing synthetics on your, you know, rest of your body wasn't bad enough. That stuff doesn't breathe, hey? It just clogs all the stuff. Cotton. Linen's also too scratchy. Linen's natural, but it's too scratchy. Wash your cloth, cloth mask every day, or please, have more than one. Mm. Bruce and I made the mistake. We're like, nah, we don't go out that much. You know, it's <laughs> lockdown. Where are we going to go? We only had one mask for so long. And then I'd keep re-wearing my mask, which also is not recommended. My squint says he who is a doctor is like, that's not safe. Don't do that. Wear it or iron it. Iron it to like yes. kill the germs. Yeah, because the, the, the heat just kills them. Oh. Dead. Yeah, but mm. wash them. That's also and have more. Have mm. more than one. You know, have one for all your outfits. <laughs> that's true. Matching masks. There you go. <laughs> Avoid wearing makeup. You know, oh. don't or eye makeup. Just ploof up those eyes because you can't wear mm. lipstick anyways. It's true. Yeah. No one's going to see you contouring your cheeks. There's some smoky eye. <sighs> yeah. Mm. Make sure your brows and your eyeballs are just popping. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my eyeliner my game brows, is about to go so wow. crazy. Guys, <laughs> I'm so glad we don't have Facebook Live yet because my brows are not ready. Mm, <laughs> That's low-key the only reason I wear my glasses. So yeah, <laughs> like, forget seeing. I, you can't see these eyebrows. Like, <laughs> oh, goodness. You can also use a pimple patch. that may help prevent more friction and irritation, especially along the area of contact. And, you know, there might be other things going on, too. Perhaps it's not the mask. Perhaps, you know, one of your skincare things is irritating it. Maybe you need to add something into your skincare routine. For me, it was taking out stuff. I started making my own, well, everything. Because I, I love hanging out on YouTube and I'm like, hey, I could DIY this. She does. Yeah, it's good <laughs> stuff. You know what? Just putting essential oils not straight on your face, mixing them with mm -hmm. a carrier oil. They're non-commodogenic, which means they don't make your skin more oily. You'd think an oil would make it oily, but yeah. no, it does not. My skin loves it. So experiment a little bit. Go see what's in your kitchen cupboard. Go flutter about on YouTube and see, ooh, banana mask. Ooh. You think you could eat that after you're done? You could. Oh, the ABBA mask. People take like their little ooh. nachos and they're like, yes. you know, snacky do that. Wouldn't snacks. the nacho like then reverse the effects of the mask? Don't scrape it. Don't scrape okay. it. <laughs> like leaves. I, I, I haven't thought this all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I you see. tell? <laughs> I was going to say, guys, test it out and then let us know. <laughs> Send us your favorite selfies of you wearing your favorite Avo <laughs> masks or banana masks. <laughs> so, yes, mask me. It's real. It's there, especially for I me. Mean, I, I wear it as a sign of, hey, look, I wear my mask, mm. you know, to the people who see me without my mask. I brag to Bruce. Look at this pimple. <laughs> I saved lives today. <laughs> Evidence. Battle He's scars. on my battle scars. I was going to say. <laughs> Oh my goodness, oh I my feel like God. we need to go to a bit of a song because yeah. things, they're going to raffle, so. <laughs> Let's just listen to Running After You 
by Chris McClarney. And that was Running Off to You by Chris McClarney. Quite a song. It's very mm-hmm. mellow. What a way to end off the show, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like our song after this might be even more mellow. <laughs> <laughs> so if you feel like just closing your eyes, Perfect relaxing for bedtime. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what we do, we youths. We go to bed at 8 p.m. <laughs> Since we can't go out because of a curfew. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it might be 12 p.m. now, but that doesn't matter. That's the hashtag level one. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! So before we, you know, we listened to the song that makes us feel as though we are floating <laughs> on clouds. We asked you an important question regarding the Bible. Mm. That question was: After Jesus was arrested, which apostle disowned him three times? Hmm. And the answer is. <laughs> we have no drum sound. Hey? Okay, <laughs> the answer no is Peter. Oh, ah, Peter. Peter was that guy. Saint Peter. Manier. <laughs> Manier Peter. Oh my word, like while I was still in theology school, right? Yeah. De quick. <laughs> we we had Afrikaans and English students in the class yeah. and then the professors like go to, you know, to Peter such and such and someone's like, What's that in Afrikaans? And then one lady's like, Do we have Peter? <laughs> I was like, No, no! Sorry, Pietres. <laughs> it's, it's not Peter? No! no. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. You learn something new every, every day. day. <laughs> no, it's it's Pietres. Because, you know, I don't know, formalities. Peter is just... <laughs> Yeah, that's just like that's maybe the accent yeah, but yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. guys what are you looking forward to this week hmm. Hmm. I literally have nothing I found out my exams are coming a little sooner so <laughs> I'm looking forward to that textbook being delivered <laughs> that's about it what about you Inga For me I'm looking forward to the supper after this it Ooh. is my grandpa's birthday today happy birthday Inga's grandpa oh, as well as my mother-in-law happy so, birthday Inga's mother-in-law yes. So everything today is just been, you know, celebration, cake after cake. So yes. oh, that is what I'm excited kind of for. The what fact that that is what the fact that that is what I'm looking forward to. Wow, um, <laughs> cake! I don't know. That's a cake. great thing to look forward to. Right? Chocolate cake. Ooh. So next week, please give me happy health upon how to get rid of that. Okay. No, I know. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another cake recipe. <laughs> oh, love it, love it. <laughs> Things to add to your chocolate cake to make it even better. Oh. Girls know what I'm looking forward to. What? Tomorrow is the anniversary of Isla's baptism. Oh. Yeah. She has nice. no idea. <laughs> but you know, that's the whole point of... Um, so so in our tradition, we, we do infant baptism as well. Like, we're fine with it. Um, that's the whole point. She's got no cooking clue. But that mm. is the grace of God that even those who don't even know that he exists <laughs> can be loved and accepted. Oh, It's very so special. We're looking forward so to cute. celebrating it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, all I'm hearing is you're going to bring us cake next week. I mean, <laughs> and I'm going to add something interesting to it. <laughs> oh. I had chocolate cake with strawberries on this weekend. It was a vegan chocolate cake, mm. but I mean, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell at all. <laughs> yeah, so we have to just sign off real quick, guys. Real quick. It's it literally this time really flew by. This, this was, is how it goes. This is a good episode. Having Inga back after being gone for <laughs> there last you go. week. But yeah, this has been 180 Degrees. Signing out. Tweet us at IamYMovement. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.